Hey, hey, everyone. It's me, John. And me, Louise. And you're listening to the best show in the world about the great ideas that we have that we're never going to do. And you know what, what you else? Think? What, do you, what else? Got it. Got it. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Trouble. Cobweb. Got it. Got it. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Spider. Spider. <laughs> Okay, all right, everyone, you just listened to a prime example of our brand new great idea, a podcast called Got It. It's basically a lightning podcast where we do word association and try to get the same word, and it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, so far, there have been three episodes, and all of them are like under two minutes. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there's, I think, four episodes now. It's like everybody wins. It's like you start out so rando, and then I just get this rush of endorphins. Right. So the the reason why this happened was because there was a contest about podcast stuff, and we the you in order to enter, you had to submit something that was under two minutes. So Louise came up with this idea for us to do. And we uh, recorded it. We did everything, did the artwork, did everything. Yeah. And then uh, when I went to go submit it on the final day that submissions were there, the submissions were closed. And we Because it was, I guess, in like Australian time and we just missed it. But we just missed just, it by like 14 hours. <laughs> who knows? Who even knows? So we decided to just go for it. Yes, and full disclosure, I did not make up the game. And when I asked a friend permission to use his game, he said, it's not even my game. Who knows even who made it up? And I said, using it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You can do it and, you know. We got it. It's just fun. Now you go get it. (laughs) Uh, It's just just fun. Everybody wins. Uh, yeah. There are ways to have more than two people in where where uh, there is a loser. No, there's no loser. The, no, I thought that you could get out if you. You can only get out if you say a word that's already been said in that round. Oh, so there can be a loser. There can be a loser. Got it. But it's if you have multiple people, then it's just the first two people that say got it. So it's not uh-huh. like 10 people. All trying to connect ten words. Right, right, right. Uh, so wow, so great. Uh, so we wanted to give y'all a little sample. And okay, full disclosure, that wasn't our first try <laughs> for this episode. That was our second try, which I think is pretty good. Pretty good. The, I think only one or two other times have we had one where we've gotten it off off of the first two words. I mean. It's a really, really cool game that tons of different types of people can play. Um, And it's sort of like you attract like minds when you play sometimes, maybe. 
Like, well, I have I also, a friend who really, really, really can't get enough of this game called Mafia, and it's mm. also called Werewolf in different circles. It, it, it is a kind of game that I simply cannot play because it, like, hurts my heart too much um, when people when the point is for people to be deceitful. And this type of a game is just, like, a win, 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 win yeah. for everybody. Well, and also... It does help to like really know the person that you're yes. playing with so that, you know, it's kind of like, how well do I know this person? Can I kind of read their mind? Can I make the connection that I think that they are going to make? Yeah. Not just the one that I would make, but what they would make also. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. 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 So like a perfect example of that, uh, when you introduced me to the game Code Names, mm. I, we... You were explaining it and you gave like an example and I knew immediately what you were talking about. But like my wife was like, how in the world would you have known that? And it's like, (laughs) well, we've been friends for like a super long time and like we read each other's minds. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So but that's a different podcast. This is I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. Um, So, yeah. What's been going on in that brain of yours lately? Okay. Well, I it's been a heartbeat or two since we have done this pod and I am not on the same coast as you are. I'm three hours ahead of you mm-hmm. and we often will do this right before I go to bed. So if I already say an idea, be like, you already did that one. <laughs> but I have been doing this after school kids athletics program mentoring and, you know, creating confidence and skill building and it is or it was winter in New York City and sometimes you don't want to put on your shoes and your boots a million times or if you're super super like trendy sparkly lady maybe your shoes are made of glitter but here's this idea tear away leg warmers (laughs) what what (laughs) now you don't have to put your shoes on and off when you want to like slip that puppy on to like knee height. Yeah. I mean, I've never had experience at leg warmers before. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so sure. I feel like you got to like get your thumb in there and then pull your fingers up slouchy style on it the way that old ladies in movies would do put nylons on right before they right. put on tights. You got to do that and then put your foot through it and then like slink it up above your knee and then put your shoe or boot on. Gotcha. And that's just like, it feels like a lot of effort. So I'm like, tear away. Plus, then when I misread the temperature versus the feels like, and I get Uh warm, I can simply just rip them off. So you're thinking snaps? Ooh. Or like, what are you thinking in terms of like material? Interesting. Connection material. I didn't think about it. I guess... Maybe Velcro would be the Velcro, best because it could kind of go wherever it kind of more like an ace bandage style where like you make it fit how you need it to fit. Yeah, maybe. Or like I like the loosey goosey of the slouchy leg warmers. Like think about mm. like 80s aerobics videos. Like I think I, about them all the time. Yeah, I like the way that that looks. So if it's like an ace bandage, maybe it's like a little too tight around my leg. True. Yeah. But I think snaps would let. A icy breeze in a, a chilling a chilling wind would come in right. there 
And a zipper would just maybe just create friction. And whoever, no one has ever been like, you know what I need? A zipper. <laughs> How elegant. That's not true. People have said that. Really? I'm, I'm sure someone said, I need a zipper. All right. The first person who had like a hooded sweatshirt and was like, oh, this was easier to take off. Oh, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. Okay. I, I guess maybe I'm just being influenced by the lu- by big luggage. Big luggage. The big luggage is corporation man is going through this like never deal with broken zippers again. So, so I'm, <laughs> Are they really I'm, saying that? I'm being influenced. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, then I may as well just launch into one of my ideas. And this is something Give that, it to me. okay, it's, it's inspired by something that we have talked about in the past that you have brought up. And please tell me if this is something that we've already talked about, because we've gone over travel and having to pack luggage. And you love the idea of just like not going with anything to the airport. Um, and then like, getting your stuff when you arrive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, did we talk about the idea of you have a suitcase, like you have all of your stuff, but it's a service that's available at major airports, potentially all airports where when like you put in your flight information and uh, when you get to your destination, your suitcase is there with your stuff that's inside of it, like cleaned or refilled or whatever, like a service that just like, and then when you get back to the airport, you just drop it off. They do the laundry that's in there. They refill bottles or or whatever you need. And you just have to, you know, let them know where you're going to next. And then it arrives when you are there or it is just already there when you're there. Yeah. You know what this is great for as a lady? Toiletries. Yeah. Because I don't... Men have toiletries too, by the way. I know, I know. That's true. I don't know why I said it that way. But mostly because I was like, do you have any idea how many bottles of perfume and like squirt um, tubes of makeup that I have been told that I either have to mail to myself when no such service exists at the convenience of me when I am running through security to my gate. So I just have to dump it in the garbage or like shampoo or like stuff where you're like, I have this certain smell or kind of, you know, super hydrating or volumizing or whatever shampoo that I need where I'm going it would be so great if you didn't have to constantly, first of all, buy the tiny ones that are bad for the environment because disposable. Right. And yeah. also, like, still get to be yourself and have your own smells. And I know that hotels provide them, but, like, think sure. about the money we would save in, like, the tears of Mother Earth. The tears of Mother Earth. <laughs> is this the episode title? I think it is. <laughs> you know what's great? What? Earth Day is in April. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I think Earth Day is every day, Louise. Just I, saying. All right. I agree with you. No, you're right. Point, point. <laughs> point, point. I, th- I love that. Also, socks, well, underwear, course- like stuff you need everywhere that isn't fashion or climate. Yeah. I mean, of course you're going to like it. It's based on things that you have talked about specifically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you don't like bringing stuff to airports. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Right. I mean, seasonally appropriate stuff is different, but maybe it's like you have different ones and then you select which one you're going to want there. Right. And, you know, you pay for each one. So it's like, okay, well, I'll at least have my base layer stuff, my like easy breezy summertime, springtime stuff. Yeah. And then if I have to bring additional things on my own or I can pay this extra level and have the suitcase that has all that stuff. Right. Or also like a, like a random swimsuit because how many times, I don't mean, maybe not anymore, but like in, in my younger days was I traveling and been like, oh, I didn't know this hotel had a pool or like, uh-huh. oh man, I was on a ski trip, but I totally forgot about a jacuzzi. And can't forget about that jacuzzi. I know. So like that you could just always have that suit in that airport box. Ugh, you I sure love could. it. Of course you do. What a great idea. <laughs> we'll never do it. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> someone, somebody out there somewhere. Make our so, dreams come true. So uh, what else you got? What else you got? All right. I, also I know we're going. I feel may, like we're going like lightning round, by I the way. I feel like we are. We, we've got got it on the brain and we're like, idea, 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 idea. <laughs> and it's like, it's all happening so fast, but it's also giving me invigorating feelings um Uh okay tell me if i've talked about this before it's a spice party a la tupperware or mary Kay socially but it's like a spice co-op party because how many times have you spent so much money on a canister of spice that you need for one recipe right. that you're just testing out, that you don't even really know if you'll even make the recipe again? Yeah. And it's like, man, I needed probably four cents worth of that spice, and I had to buy a $7 thing of this, like, random spice. Yeah. So it would be cool to have, like, a little party where you could either – get smaller containers of it or you buy right. like a big container and then you split it amongst your co-op. I gotta I gotta do you one better, Louise. So uh you and I both live in buildings where there are other units. I don't know if you ever talk to anybody else in your building. For um, sure. Yeah. I mean I do my building has like fifteen or sixteen units in it. It's not huge but, like, what if there was a community spice cabinet? Yes. 1,000 times yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I would even overpay to get the spice. Sure. Like, if it was a dispenser and you had to, like, just put a quarter in it to unlock it and then you could take the amount of spices that you like need in that moment and then close it again and then the next person that needs it like puts a quarter in which yeah i mean that sounds like a real good way to make money if uh, you want to operate the community spice well, bin here's but... the here's the reason that i say that when you all of a sudden run out of the spice whose job is it to replen the spices so here's here's kind of what I'm thinking. So everybody goes through their cabinet. They go into their little spice rack and they're just like, okay, what am I barely ever using? That goes into the community spice situation. There we go. And perhaps there's even a little side 
thing for like donations, you know, yeah. for maybe people who don't contribute as much as they take. So I don't know. I mean, could be worth it. And also it's like spice shakers and stuff. It's like they can be awkward and cumbersome, even though they're so small. But because they're small and weird, you know, if they were all like squares or rectangles, then it'd be different. But they're all in those little cylinders. Yeah. And they're all different sizes and heights. Yeah. And I just bought myself a spice rack a couple weeks ago and then did like a P-Touch label, Uh, uh labels on the ones. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just limit myself to 18 spices because that's all that (laughs) fits on this rack. And then I got the 18 spices and was like, dang, I got leftover spices. And right now, those spice containers are just hanging out in front of the really pretty rack. But when I go through them, then I'll just have the 18. And as you say... That's a lot of spices. It's a lot of spices. It is. Yeah. It's like I had, I was going through them. I had like four different cinnamons. Cinnamon is the one that, you know, it piles up. How often are you using cinnamon? Well, every so often I treat, I treat myself to a fancy coffee where, okay. And to me, that is where I make my own coffee in the coffee maker and then put a little ready whip on it and sprinkle a little cinnamon. But you sprinkle a little on there. Right. Or if it is holiday season and I am not going to be around someone allergic to cinnamon and I didn't even know that was a thing until I met my sister-in-law's husband. Uh, He's allergic to cinnamon and I'm like, man, do you know how much I use this? I use this on yams and sweet potatoes and this is in my pies and dang, I'm going to have to have all these new recipes for cookies. Um, so I think I was using it more. You are using a lot of cinnamon, but still you probably have like three years worth of cinnamon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bare men. Three years. Yeah. Uh, that I feel like we're, we're getting somewhere. We're really helping the world of spice. Yes. Yeah. If Y'all have ideas. Everybody in the world, spice up your life. Every boy, every girl. If anyone listening has ideas for spice, spice cabinets, whatever, call in 304-804-IDEA or write to us, greatideapod at gmail.com. Just saying. What else you got? Okay. I've got a couple of things that have to do with traveling by car. I'm going to ask you uh, to pick a number between 1 and 100. Right now? Yes. 100. Okay. Red light timers. Love it. We have them on the crosswalks for pedestrians. Mm -hmm. It counts down how much time you have. Mm -hmm. I want to know how much time is left on this red light. Yeah, into that. How hard could it be? Not hard. You can just make the the red letters of the light. Like instead of yeah, it just being like an a, LED like number situation. Yeah, like instead yeah. of just being a solid dot. Yeah. Count it down in there. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that could also be good for green lights as well. Yes. 
my hesitation with the green light is that somebody is going to see it counting down and then speed through the intersection that to get through. That is true. That is true. But when you're at a stop. Yeah. But I yeah. like it. Yeah. Red that's what countdown. I got. I have a, I have another one that's travel related, but okay. I'm going to I'm going to toss it back to you. Do you have anything that's travel related? Hmm. The only other thing I can think of that is quasi travel related that I have is some sort of way because you taught me what? many seasons ago about Was it cinnamon season or it, was it uh, leg warmer season? season? <laughs> it was the um reverse photo search on Oh, Google image search, yeah. Yes. So you taught me that a long time ago and the re- I'm only saying it now because I am planning a trip and when you follow a hashtag and mm-hmm. not the actual person who is posting the picture, then okay. Uh, sometimes you'll see something at a destination and you're like, oh man, that looks amazing. And then you don't know when the photo was taken. Mm. So it's some sort of geotag that if you hover over or something will tell you the the general season, if not the day, to identify Got it. in the picture because you might be going to... You know, I don't know, Provence. And I only say that because I just started a uh, meditation app and there was a nighttime story that you could listen to about Uh lavender. Anyway, um, you could be going to (laughs) Provence and like want to go and see this gorgeous picture of this like lavender fields blooming and you're from wherever, middle America. I only say that because I'm from Iowa. That wasn't a judgment on people. And you're like, hey, and you get there. I didn't know it snowed in Provence. Isn't uh-huh. it the Mediterranean? But like it could totally snow there. So it just to help when you're looking at things on the Internet, whether it be Instagram or Pinterest and you see right. a lovely picture to be like, what time of year was this? Does that coincide with the year that I'm going to be there or like, you know, October, October? Right. Situation. I mean, photographs, when they are taken on a digital camera, contain what's called EXIF data, E-X-I-F. Is that? that, Oh, yeah. That was for the the reverse photo search that you were telling me about. Oh, was that part of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. So like that contains information like that. But when you upload to things like Instagram, it essentially just kind of makes a photocopy of your thing right. and it doesn't let you get any more information. Yeah. And it'll, I mean, some, I don't know if it'll always say it, but it usually say like 92 weeks ago. Right. But, but that's when it was posted, yes. not when it was taken. Right. I'm like, what if it was somebody's TBT? Like it's the middle of December and they're like TBT to when I was, you know, hanging out at right. this ski lodge and then you're like you get there and you're like what's this meadow full of flowers i wanted to go skiing <laughs> what's a stupid meadow <laughs> get, get out of here you stupid meadow thought i was uh, gonna be downhill flying <laughs> now i'm gonna just look have at this to meadow. roll and like twirl with my arms out <laughs> sound of music style man this oh, is man. terrible reminds Vacation me of a podcast ruined. i once listened to called got it 
Heyo. You'll have to listen to it to know what we're talking about. And you totally Same. can. It's so fast. Uh, I had, here's my other traveling idea. You have okay. so many. Okay. My car travel idea. Uh, in this, I will tell you uh, with a story. I was driving to drop my kid off at daycare. My wife, Laura, was in the passenger seat. And we get to, first we get to this, uh, we're on the street that um, it it doesn't quite dead end, but it goes down and then it turns. But in the other direction, there is a one way that spills onto that street that has a stop sign. And uh, I was on the street that's turning. There's a car that is at the stop sign, but I feel like they didn't know that I didn't have a stop sign. So they continued going and I stopped. Completely reasonable. That's okay. People make mistakes. But the car behind us was enraged and started blaring down on that horn and was going nuts. And I was like, dude, nothing I can do. It's for everyone's safety. So we turn around and get to the um, the next intersection, which is a light. Now, this is also an interesting light situation. It is a four-way um, intersection. The way that I'm going is one way. The way that is coming towards me is two ways. No, it's one way coming my way, and then the perpendicular street is two ways Mm -hmm. so i am facing a red light arrow for both directions and the perpendicular street the two-way street is very busy uh it is like plenty of cars going down going down going down i'm going to be making a right turn the car behind me same people hand on that horn non-stop they want me to go ahead and turn. Right and on red. Right on red, which is legal here, but I get a little weird about it when it's a red arrow that's, you know. Right. I, if it's like completely Deadsville, I will make the right, or I'll make that turn. If it's like obvious that it's completely fine. But this was not a completely fine situation. It's... um just about to be like rush hour. There's plenty of cars out. You had your babe in the back. I had my babe in the back and this person's going crazy. And uh, we're just like, oh my God, this person is absolutely insane and they need to cool their jets. So what I would like is a, like kind of a light up sign that goes on your back windshield. Like when it's not activated, just completely clear but then when it's activated it says i hear you honking and i understand your rage but what you want me to do is no long is is not only illegal but unsafe and i refuse to do it yeah just like hey like a ticker tape just like yeah however it needs to go to be safe and clear just something up there that's like, hold on. Y'all got to chill out. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you what happened. When we turned 
we ended up at another red light behind a bunch of people. And you know what? We would have been behind those people one way or another. Yeah. Like they would have been at that light, whether I made that right on the red or not. So shut it on up. Yeah. Everybody's okay. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. I like it. I like a messaging. I mean, if they can flash billboards at us that change what they look like on the Henry Hudson Parkway, you can also read a little ticker tape thing in my back in my back window. Sure, you could. Those are my two uh, traveling by car ideas. I may have come up with them at the same exact time. I can't remember. (laughs) Well, cool. Yeah, I like both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any more or do you want to get into our... Okay. I've got one more. Let's hear one more from you and then we'll go into our challenges from the last time. Okay. Um, I don't know about you, but it's it's pretty harsh of me to say, but I I think magazines are dead. Uh, I also don't enjoy getting stuff that I didn't sign up for because I signed up for something else. Here is an example. One time I ordered something on the internet from Company X and now I get five catalogs from their sister brother companies and I every time open my mailbox, which is quite small. I live in a big city and I have Mm -hmm. a tiny, tiny mailbox, not like one on the side of the road that like the thing flips down like what someone who has a mailbox of that type would think of. It's like picture a mailbox. Yeah. There you go. That's what Louise is not talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got a little baby tiny cabinet that a quart of milk doesn't even fit in. Like, th- this is my mail. And I just feel like, ah, every time. And not for the inconvenience of, man, I'm going to have to recycle this now. But like, these trees. Yeah. So I want an ad pop-up blocker. For magazines that I yeah. can set up at the post office so that I, I'm creating a job at the post office while <laughs> simultaneously probably God putting other people out of business. Um, but it should be somebody's job when you put up this blocker in this way to call the company and say, please do not send any more of this. Because I do that when I get things that I didn't sign up for. Mm-hmm. It takes so long to do every one of them individually, and yet they still seem to multiply. And I don't know how. I want to say there was an app I used at one point. I don't remember if it actually did anything, but where you take a picture of the catalog or the piece of junk mail that you get, and it... Sub- like somehow submits like an unsubscribe type of situation. I don't remember what happened with that. But here's a thought about what you're talking about. Like an actual somebody who works at the post office whose job is to do this. In your building, do you have an outgoing mail slot? No. Oh, that's too bad. First of all, it's a real luxury. And I love yeah, it. it sounds like it. I mean, to be fair, I can walk 20 feet outside of my apartment oh. and trip over a blue mailbox for yeah, the postal totally. service or I like just slide it in. But if there was an extra, I don't know, component 
to that or an additional slot for like next to the outgoing mail thing that you could put stuff in that goes to that person. So like you don't have to go to the post office or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be nice. That would I be... certainly get a lot of garbage that just goes right into the recycling bin. Yeah. And here's the sad thing that I've been learning is that recycling is really only worth what the United States will pay China to recycle it for us. Yeah. And when we're in the trade war, that just ceases. N- pretty much nothing is getting recycled now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's... um. Recycling theater. Well, it's we, nice we to... We put it in there because it feels like we should, and then it doesn't get well, there. Well, here's... It's like practice for when we have people in place who make things better again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... So we don't get out of practice Good. for recycling. Good practice. <laughs> this is a great idea, though. Start yeah. them young. Practice them up. Sure. And when the tides change and shift... We'll be very prepared. Yes. My dog just coughed. Sorry for anybody that heard that. He did it again. I thought it was a door slamming. Oh, it was a dog cough. He was, it was like, <laughs> it was deeply throated coughing. Is he smoking? <laughs> if he is, I don't even know it. He's good <laughs> at hiding it. <laughs> Roland, I found your stash. You're in big trouble. <laughs> Uh, so on the last episode, you challenged me to couches. Yeah. And I also want to uh, address, uh, that up until a few months ago, I didn't necessarily know the difference between a couch and a sofa. Okay. I thought that there was none. And what I found out is that it has something to do with like, if it's something that you would maybe sleep on also it's a sofa if it like doesn't have arms it's a couch like there's like really weird stuff where it's complete gray area just an interesting if thing if it doesn't I'd... have arms i don't know it's like the it's the the rules are very odd and i don't think that they really matter anymore it was probably written in like 1810 okay and then like i hear by have a fainting couch exactly okay yeah um a daybed is a completely different situation. I don't want to talk about it. Great. Uh, so my mind first went to bunk couches. But then I was like, why? Oh, I'm here for that. I'm here for it for the novelty of it. But for the actual practice of it, what would it really do? But you're going to like what I'm about to say. I mean... that. That idea evolved into stadium seating couches where it's like one unit, but like maybe something slides out of it and pops up because I was thinking about it because Game of Thrones is about to start up again and uh, I'm having friends over to watch it and uh, like, is the current couch situation going to be sufficient or am I going to have to get another chair out there? How are we going to do it? But if there was some sort of stadium seating couch, we'd be good to go. Yeah. I still like bunk couches. I like stadium couches and bunk couches. Yes. And I will tell I, you what. I like the idea. Okay. 
I live in an apartment, very tiny, in New York City. Seating is valuable in the first place. And if we had bunk couches, it -hmm. would also make TV viewing easier because I'm one of those terrible people that has put a television on top of a mantle. And it drives my partner insane because who in their right mind would do that? I'll tell you who. Somebody who lives in a tiny apartment in New York City and has no other wall that this television can go on. Because if we put it on the one opposite the fireplace, then you would have to put the seating back next to the fireplace, which also doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? If you like switched the wall. So in my house, sometimes when watching TV on the regular size couch, I get movie theater neck syndrome because Mm -hmm. I'm a little too close for the mantle height of the TV. But if I had bunk couches... I can well, watch from the top bunk and be staring straight into that screen. <gasps> I love it. Or just get your or just get your couch on a hydraulic lift. Oh, snap. Yes. <laughs> just a thought. Yeah. Into All right. I gave you wheelchairs. Yes. Okay. So I had not as many ideas as I normally have, but multiple. First of all, it is going to be frowned on for accessibility purposes, but giant skinny wheels a la old-timey tricycles, like where the, the, the front wheel is super giant, taller than a person, and then you have the seat and then the two tiny wheels and like this, do you know what I'm talking about? Like think of a top hat and tails kind of Sorry. situation in a cartoon. Yeah, like a like a penny farthing bicycle. Yes. There we go. Yes, just like that because sometimes and again, this is going to be a tiniest violin moment. Um but it'll get to the 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 bigger point that I'm trying to make is that sometimes as a short woman in society, I feel like I'm constantly looking up at stuff and that movement of my body like makes me feel like I'm not in a position of power and so if you are in a situation where you have to sit in a chair your head and neck and chest are still having to look up in the same way that it it is it's it's a power thing or at least that's what it feels like to me like you look down on the little people and you look up at the king or whatever that like psychology behind that is but if they had these giant wheels and they were like taller in their status like it would just be an equalizer I understand for accessibility purposes it's probably harder to get in and out of I know so yeah I think so that's that but I just but that's I, for the that's for the MIT people to figure out how to make that more accessible. Yes, they could put it they could they could have it below and then with the big wheels and then have a jack that that accordions up somehow. I don't know. Look, I'm not a scientist, but uh, well, I do have I a mean, great idea. A hydraulic lift. Oh, <laughs> really really pumping big hydraulic tonight. Look, I have no stake in the hydraulics game, but <laughs> I'm just saying that would certainly help. But uh, I like how your idea about how to make that work 
exists in the same time period as the inspiration <laughs> for the actual idea. I'm nothing but consistent. Yes, um, that is true. <laughs> and then the other idea I had, because again, going back to just like travel thoughts, uh, I, I've been watching a lot of uh, you know YouTube videos or Kickstarter videos mm-hmm. or whatever for luggage. I don't know what I'm looking at lately, but hmm. there's someone has reinvented the wheel. Have you heard of a shark wheel? No. Okay, so a shark wheel is actually sort of a cube instead of oh, a square, not a cube. Think okay. of three skinny cubes next to each other and Got it. sort of jagged so that when a regular wheel is rolling, like a, a circular wheel, it's on it leaves like one track that's... Mm-hmm. And it's not very stable. If you don't have balance, it's going to tip over. Right. But a shark wheel being having four sides and bent in the way that it's bent, it's almost a helix in the way that Got it's it. bent. So when it rolls, it has more than six sides. And so when you look at the track on a, you know, if you run it through mud or water or whatever... It looks like a du- like a double huh. helix, like snake Crazy. or whatever. And the whole purpose behind it is that you can take it downstairs. You can take it um, over uneven terrain. Like if hmm. you happen to be in somebody's farmhouse and they you you turn off the main highway and now you're on gravel. Right. So a regular wheel is going to be really, really irky, jerky, bouncy when you're trying to go down it. But a shark wheel will push the debris aside and make it a lot smoother. So just replace the wheelchair wheels with shark wheels so that the ride can be a lot smoother and you can go on a trail or yeah, if you live in a terrible city with really uneven sidewalks that have bumps and cracks that can be difficult. I think you, and like I said, I I think it goes on stairs. So that's... Louise, that's, you went from the least accessible to (laughs) the most accessible. I also don't own the patent for the shark wheel, but... But it's a it's a Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Go contribute to that Kickstarter, folks. I did for oh other you people did. too. Yeah. No, <laughs> for sure. I was like, yeah, put that on a suitcase. Mm-hmm. So, is the Kickstarter just for a wheel? Yeah. And you can get you can replace like suitcase wheels with them. Yeah. You, Interesting. You can you can uh, request sizes. I think cool. they come in a couple different sizes. Like you can get a skateboard. wheel size and that would be what you would put on a suitcase and then you can get a larger um wheel that looks to be dimensions of a training wheel that you would put Uh on a bicycle um but just oh my gosh make a big one and put it on a wheelchair yeah i like it yeah i like that very much did i send you that one kickstarter thing i found about wheelchairs no just a Kickstarter thing. I don't couldn't remember if I sent it to you or not. And huh, I I don't think so. I didn't I couldn't tell when this was posted, so I couldn't tell if it was an April Fool's joke or not. Oh. But uh because it doesn't say like when it was posted, or if it did, like I couldn't find it anywhere. 
So it makes it an ineffective April Fool's joke if it was, but it's people trying to develop an app that helps you identify types of butts. <laughs> called Buttster. I love it. If it is an April Fool's joke, they really went above and beyond. I mean, what about us? Well, this podcast wouldn't exist had it not been for <laughs> an April Fool's joke. Um, we went above and beyond also. Yeah, I think so too. And we accidentally keep on making a new podcast. Oh my God, I had an idea for another podcast. <gasps> okay. It's an after show for Got It. Oh, yes. <laughs> is it called Had It? <laughs> it's called This Is How We Got It. Um, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> it's the thing that no one asked for and no one wants, but they will maybe get. <laughs> Do you know that a couple listeners have reached out to me? To say, oh my gosh, I've listened. I would have exactly said the same thing as you. I don't know how you and John didn't get carrots sooner oh God. or like whatever. Or somebody was like, oh my gosh, when the two of you said Tom Hanks, I was like, yes, my idea was not as good as that. I'm so grateful that you guys hit on Tom Hanks. Now, yeah. I'm ru- spoiler alert, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. Just go listen. It's a minute long. Yeah. That one is a minute long. Just go listen. <laughs> and, but... and most of it's like the theme song slash explanation of what the show is. And yeah. us being like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I like it. This is how we got it. So uh, my challenge for you for the next episode is zippers. <gasps> how dare you? Okay, I dare you. <laughs> okay. Mine for you is emergency contacts. Ooh, okay, okay. Emergency contacts, I like mm-hmm. it. Ice, if you will. Ice? In case of emergency. If people say, like, my ice contact. Oh! New things There's, every day. That's the thing. Wow. Well, I don't know about you, but I had a great time. I had a great time. Okay. Happy Potiversary. <laughs> Pot- oh, well, yeah, I guess so. I can't believe we've been plugging away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, thank you to everyone who's listening. Again, that number to call with your great idea is 304-804-IDEA. Email greatideapod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, Louise, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out with me. All right, bye. Bye. I don't see it happening.